You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are live here in Hop Hog, New York, Long Island. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to go over today and get into because I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot to say. But you got myself, Mr. Matic Apps, along with my co-host and producer, Mr. Speedy Petey. Speedy Petey, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm uh, busy, like, like usual. <laughs> Living a dream, I'm sure. I'm sure you're happy about your garbage from Queens up 10 to 1. I am very impressed with and that. And we are going to talk about the garbage from Queens. And ladies and gentlemen and our new listeners who don't know who the garbage from Queens are, they are the New York Mets. I don't like to call them by that name. If you do hear me call them by that name, it is by mistake. I even now call them garbage from Queens to when I'm out with my friends. or oh, if, God, if, if, really? Yeah, people bring it up to me because uh, I, have, I have friends that listen to the show. And they're like, oh, the garbage from Queens. I'm like, yeah, it's catching on. You know, I actually, how LeBron James tried to uh, copyright Taco Tuesdays. I'm going to try and copyright. Well, that's just stupid because that's been around forever. I'm going to try and copyright the garbage from Queens. So I'm going to try and do that. But, um, yeah. yeah, when we get into baseball, we're going to talk about the garbage from Queens and I their think, percentage at the playoffs, which is not very good. I think their employees were all shocked at how well they did today. There was a home run hit that. The apple didn't even go up. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> but we have a lot of stuff to get into as well, including uh, football. Are the New York Jets cursed? That, that, that's going to be like one of the main things I get into today. And we're going to talk about Antonio Brown and what's going on with him. Because I, I have a lot to say about that as well. And I don't know who's going to be happy and who's not going to be happy about it. And to be honest with you, I don't give a crap. Um, we have hashtag ban to beef. Because he comes up with nonsense every which way when he when he messages me out of nowhere just because the Dallas Cowboys oh, played the New York Giants. But, but, it's aggravating at that at this point. This is just the start they needed for Dak to get his three Super Bowls. Yep, yep. That, that's what I mean. Dak Prescott winning three straight Super Bowls. Um, and then we're going to talk. Today is Thursday, so it is our NFL Pick'em show today. So we will be getting into that later on as well. But let's get into it right now. The new... York Jets. And what else can I say about the New York Jets except that I feel terrible for the New York Jets? There's no if, ends, or buts about the New York Jets. You gotta feel bad for them and what they're going through. Sam Darnold, their prize quarterback, still the youngest quarterback in the league right now under center that's starting out with mononucleosis. Le'Veon Bell. Getting an MRI on his shoulder, but I heard it went well, so I think he will, he will play this weekend. Quinton Williams, we knew he hurt his ankle over the weekend. In a walking boot, didn't practice. I think he'll play this Sunday. C.J. Mosley, groin. All I heard was good things from C.J. Mosley. Coming out of the camp and stuff that he will play this weekend, but we'll see. Groin, groins are tough to, uh, tough to come by, if you want me to be honest with you. Then, now... You look at this Jet team who everybody and their mother was looking forward to this season as a Jet fan because you figured Sam Donald, another year older, thinking he would mature. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 
going to be his security blanket, going to do a lot for that offense, and he will do a lot for that offense. And it, and it showed against the Bills that he can do a lot still at, at, at this time. But you look at this New York Jet team now, they're, they're in a state of disarray. You can't really say much about the New York Jets except you got to feel bad for them. You can't say anything. You feel bad for the New York Jets. If, if it is who I think it is, it is. Uh, we're not putting him on. I'm not dealing with this today. I'm really not in the mood. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? The Beave is live on the air. The Beave, what's going on, pal? Well, what's up, my friend? How are you? Good. What's going on? I mean, you can't make this stuff up with the Jets. Oh, you God, no. You, you can't. It's just, it's just right now. I mean, you got to feel bad. Oh, I feel terrible for them. I mean, listen. It's, like, it's one thing after another with them. It's, it's, it's crazy. I, I Listen, everybody knows how I feel about Sam Donald. I think he's going to be the best quarterback oh, yeah, in, yeah. in that draft class, okay? Yeah. I firmly believe he's going to be the best quarterback in that draft class when it's all said and done. But you look right now at this Jet team going into Monday night. You almost got to think about it looking at their schedule. It's almost a must-win for this New York Jet team going forward. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, and and you look at this team now. They're not assembled. If if Le'Veon Bell don't play, everybody better put a thousand dollars on the Browns. Well, he, he had the injury too. This thing, right? A shoulder injury. Yeah. Well, he w- he was going to get an MRI, but I heard the MRI came back like clean and whatnot. So oh, okay. uh, so I heard good things from that and C.J. Mosley and Quinn and Williams. So I mean, obviously, we'll wait and see what happens. But you got to feel bad. Now, listen, the Sam Darnold situation, mono, I had mono. And this is when I was in high school. I was athletic. I was playing sports at the time. I had mono for three weeks before I even knew I had mono. I got, I got blood work done because I just wasn't feeling right. And they come back and tell me I had mono. So if you're athletic and you're moving and you're doing stuff, Sam Darnold could have had mono for the past month. For all we know, you look at him now. He's lost weight. He he, he look. Uh, it sucks to say, but he looks like death right now with how pale and how skinny he is right now. And Mono is a big time uh, situation, and and it's he could be out for months. I'm going to tell well, you months. Why, maybe that's why he didn't look so good on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, you could be a hundred percent right that that could be the reason. And to be honest with you. I am going to put the reason on that. But to sit back there and say he didn't play that well is, is not right. Because let's be real here. Talking about the New York Jets, that New York Jet team, there is no reason whatsoever that team should have blew a 16 yeah, nothing lead he, he, at he home. Listen, the one that Robbie Anderson in the fourth quarter, Robbie Anderson blew by the cornerback, and he, he, he underthrew it a little bit, but, but Robbie Anderson could have made a, an athletic wide receiver move and went and got the ball. Oh, of course not. And, and, and listen, I get that. I, 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 I really do get that. But I sit back here, okay, and I look at this Jet team. This Jet team, before the season started, with everybody staying healthy, I don't think they were going to contend this season, but I did see them going 9-7, and seven, pulling out some well, big-time that, wins. I had, them. I had them at 9-7. That's what I had them at. But I, now I don't know. I don't no, you, 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 you can't know without Sam Darnold. And without Sam Darnold, sorry, Trevor Simeon no. <laughs> is, not gonna, is not the answer for, for the New York Jets. They're in a buttload of trouble. They're in a buttload of trouble, and, and, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're in a lot of trouble going forward. And, and it sucks because I wanted to see the Jets do well. I don't hate the Jets, okay? I'm a New York Giant fan, but I don't hate the Jets. 
I, I, I don't like the garbage from Queens because I have to deal with you with those fans. We, we all know that. We all know that. I, I, I mean, I, I, I can't stand the garbage from Queens. There's nothing good about well, no, them. Well, no, you, you just don't like their fan base. You, I'm sure you, you don't have anything. Oh, yes. I, I, I hate their ownership, and I do hate their fan base, yes. The ownership well, is no. the main thing. The ownership okay. is the top well, of the line. No, that, but, but you, don't, you can't hate the players. On, on, no, they, they give it their all. I, I give them a lot of credit. I, 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 yeah. I, I like some of the players. A lot of the players suck, but... A lot of them, like you got, at, you're a garbage from Queens fans. You got, you gotta love what Pete Alonso's showing you as a rookie yeah, right now. And I called that one this year, so I mean, you, you, but but I'm saying like, this team on paper is actually a very good team. But we're not talking about the garbage from Queens. We're, 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 we're talking about the New York Jets right now. And going into this Monday night game, primetime game, 8:20 p.m. start. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. Landry all coming in hot from Cleveland after getting their their butts kicked at home to the garbage. I don't care. No one is going to uh, change my mind. Again, the Tennessee Titans are not a good football team. They're a team. good defense. They're not a overall. They're not a good football team, and they're going to finish six yeah. and ten, yeah. seven and nine. I agree. Yeah, I, it, Speedy, bet me right now. What do you want to bet? Do you want to do? You want to <laughs> wear a dress? What do you want to bet? Because there's no way this Tennessee Titan team go it's, goes eight and eight or better. No way. No way. Let's see. You know what? Think about it. Yeah. And we'll talk. I'll think about it. I want to do it. I'll think about what the what the what, what, what kind of shot did it just have to actually win this game? This Listen, night? I what, what I've learned from being a compulsive gambler is when that when star players go out, that team, the team that has the star players on, they usually still play well and cover the spread, and this spread yeah. is going to jump very high. I personally feel that the Jets. Are going to do. I think they're going to do well over the weekend. I don't uh, on Monday night. I don't but think do they're going to get blown out. No, absolutely there. not. But when the when the stacks are against them, when everything is against them, usually what happens? That team come comes in hot. Now, don't get me wrong. The Cleveland Browns should have fire lit under their behinds right now okay. because after that embarrassing loss at home with everybody talking about them being contenders, which I don't know why because I never thought from the beginning that this Cleveland Brown team was a contender, okay? But with everybody talking about this Cleveland Brown team, on paper they're, they're, they're talented. You still have to go onto the gridiron, onto the football field, and play the actual game. I don't care if you're the most talented team. The most talent well, doesn't you, you win games. Right, but on, on paper, they should be a playoff team. On paper. They oh, absolutely, be, but their division is extremely tough. Also because their schedule is very no, easy. I, yeah, no, I'm not, no, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying with the weapons that they have, they should be a playoff team. Yeah, I, I have them as a wild card team at the start of the year just with their schedule and the talent they do have. But they do have a lot of yeah. holes, though. Their offensive line is, is not good. I don't like their safeties. I, I'm not crazy about their interior defensive line. They do have holes for sure, but they do have a lot of young talent. Yeah, but so. my, my question is, are they going to come out on fire versus the Jets? Like, I feel like this would be the game that the they coach. have to. Depends on how the coach does I, I, it. I, I mean, listen, coach. who is the coach? Freddie, Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens over there. Him. Listen, Adam Gase to me is the worst co- coach in the NFL. I don't. I don't I think go to that again. Uh, but all right, I take that back. Jason Garrett's the worst coach in the NFL. <laughs> Fre- uh, Adam Gase is number two. Uh, Adam Gase is number two, and there's nothing that's going to change my mind about that. You can't okay? definitively say all those new coaches. And, are Fre- and and Freddie Kitchens is number three. Those are the three worst coaches in the NFL in that order too. Jason Garrett's the worst coach in the NFL. Sorry. Oh, I think he's the, the, the Sorry. Ginger Clapper. 
Yeah, the ginger clapper is number one. Adam Gase, he's either high on meth or a PCP is something when he's coaching or doing something. You look at him in the eyes, you go blinded. You know, I, I, you, you can't really look at this guy. He, he's the second worst coach. And, and Freddie Kitchens, I don't care what you say. It's opening weekend at home. You have all this, all this talk about you guys, and you throw up a dud. And, and, and yep. you want to know what's funny about this? Like, I never, I never believed in the Cleveland Browns to begin with. But when I saw the stat that Baker Mayfield against 500 or better teams, he's 1-5 in five with 11 and really? 18 interceptions. Yeah, they, they showed it on ESPN. I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah, but that's also unfair. Oh, that's awful. Oh, come on, Mike. Oh, that's awful. That's a tough spot. No, but, I had, uh, but I, had, I went in, I had three injuries, so I lost that, one of my injuries. The Baker, oh. That Baker Mayfield stat is kind of unfair, though, because I think a lot of the teams he did beat were 500 when they were playing him, or they were very talented, and circumstantially they weren't. No, after either. the end of the season, he was 1-5 yes, against yes, 500 teams. the 2018 teams. season. I know, I know what you're saying, but a lot of the teams he beat, a lot of those teams he beat, Atlanta – would be would be a great team if they weren't injured. Carolina was 500 when they played them. I think they were seven and five or something like that, and they just collapsed down the stretch. Like there were a lot of teams that they that he beat that were 500 at that time. I think the Steelers the same thing. I think they were 500 at the time as well. So I think that's kind of unfair. Now, did he do well against all teams? No, I'm not going to say that, but. That's kind of unfair. The Browns, in the, in the, with the schedule they had last year, which was brutal for that division, them doing as well as they did was very impressive. I, I don't care. I, I don't buy the Browns this season. I'm not like everybody else. I'm against the Browns so this season. So you don't think they're a playoff team then? No, I don't. I don't. That's fair. Because That's one, fair. A, lot, what, a lot of people say that. So what, one, their, their division is very tough. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah, yeah, I think the Ravens are better than that. I, yeah, and that's 100%. That's yeah. a team who I think is going to get the wild card spot. Okay. And, and it's tough for me to say that because I think Lamar Jackson's the 31st worst quarterback in the NFL right in front of Andy Dalton, who's number 32 They're on my list. They're for 400 yards. I, I don't care. <laughs> and trust me, I have a lot to say about Andy Dalton and that new offense, too, I'm, which is complimentary, oh. which is shocking. But I, 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 I don't buy the Browns, but the Jets right now, they're in a lot of trouble. If if yeah, if Sam Darnold is going to be out for four weeks and stuff, and the reason why, if with, with people not knowing what mononucleosis is, it, your spleen is enlarged right now. One hit to your spleen, it could explode and you could die. That is why, like people don't play sports. That is why, for three weeks, when that happened to me, I couldn't play basketball because if I got hit there, I was I was dying. So sure. so. Damato is a big time deal, and without Sam Darnold, okay, they are in a lot of trouble, and and, and, and you got to feel bad for him. I don't see and I, I don't see them winning a game. I, I, I mean, I, I, it's tough to see that, but again, this is the NFL. You've seen crazier stuff happen. Oh yeah, of course. Yep. yep with with, course. with the with the NFL, there are a lot like, of games on that schedule. They probably weren't going to win with Sam Darnold. Like that mono is so bad with Sam Darnold. He has to be quarantined right now. That's how yeah, bad sure. it is. He lost five to ten pounds. He he does not look good, a, a, and you have to feel bad for him. You really, really do. This Jet team, they had a lot of stuff going forward, but without Sam Darnold, and now with Quincy Inouye in his neck, just get rid of this guy. This guy can't stay healthy to begin with, and 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 now he's out again with another neck injury. Like, I mean, how many chances is this guy going to get for them? He's turning into the Sean Lee of offense, and that's bad. Sean Lee, I feel like plays more. 
Uh, Quincy Inouye hasn't well, played in two probably, years. Probably, probably played, plays three games a year. Probably played a lot more than him, yes. But, I mean, like, yeah, you got to feel... Quincy Inouye hasn't played in two years. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. played in two years. And and it's it, it just, it's bad. It's bad. I it, mean, just when you think Jets are about to do something really good and maybe go borderline playoff team and then all this happens, I mean, you're going to be terrible. Yeah, it... it it's not good for them, and then they go and sign Demarius Thomas, like he's going to go be the difference maker on that uh, well, receiving corpse, and he sticks. He's not. He's not going to be what he was, but it's a, he it's, stinks. It's for, the, for the value. Demarius Thomas away. hasn't done anything since Peyton Manning was there before he got, uh, when, when he just came back from his neck surgery and he broke like yes, every he record. He also had uh, the aforementioned Trevor Simeon and. Paxton Lynch at quarterback. And, and listen, fair enough, but that second season when Peyton Manning did not look good, he was yeah. there and, and, and there was nothing. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Demarius Thomas. I don't think he's going to be... I, I think obviously, he's going to be the number fine. one type receiver. He's going to be the number one receiver for the New York Jets because oh, right now, he's the he most talented. He's definitely been declined for sure, but I'm not going to say he's He's the done. most talented on that Jets receiving court because, again, Robbie yeah. Anderson is not a good wide receiver. But Demi- I think Demarius oh. Thomas is still serviceable enough where he could still do things. He lost some speed with the injuries he's had, and he in certain years he's had some drop issues. So he's not the same possession receiver. But remember when he was with the Broncos, even before Peyton Manning got there, he was a good possession receiver too. So I don't know if it's going to be as bad as you think. And I think for the value, a six-round pick is nothing for somebody like that. No, listen, agreed. I, I mean, it, it's a good move. But again, the Patriots, do you really think the Patriots care with who their receiving core is right no, now? No, they like, shouldn't care. I'm not saying the Patriots did bad in getting rid of him. I'm just saying I think the Jets' value in getting Demarius Thomas, especially him having experience with Adam Gase's offense, will definitely help them for sure. And he's still talented enough where he could be, I guess, a, I'm going to say he's a serviceable two-type receiver. Now, he has to be a one right now because of the Jets' circumstances. But – and. But, again, there wasn't going to be a one on the market anyway, so that was probably the next best option that was available. And to me, I think that's fine. Yeah, I I mean, look at it. Demarius Thomas has to come in and do something. I mean, it's going to be tough. He's back with his old quarterback and Trevor Simeon. Um, (laughs) I mean, listen, I don't trust Trevor Simeon, but... Talk about a basic quarterback. (laughs) That can't really do much. I, 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 I look at this game on Monday. I can't see it going any other way from the Browns. Now, let me say this. If the Browns do lose this game on Monday, oh my God. There, there, there needs to be a, fi- a, a, a wholesale fire because everybody on that team deserves to be fired. Every single person would deserve to be fired. That would be nuts if the Jets would actually win this game. You never know. Like you said, if they're desperate, But again, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, but the Browns are also desperate too, so that's kind of unfair to say. It wouldn't shock me, but with all that talent, I mean, they should not lose. Yeah, but the Browns are also desperate too. They're just as desperate as the Jets are, if not more. I don't more. think the Browns are desperate. I just yeah, they should be because again, if they're all, if they're zero and two with all this hype, that could get to them. They're a team with all this media hype for the first time in a long time, and people are just going to say, "Oh, classic Browns again, classic Browns." They're they can bring in all the talent they want. They'll find a way to screw it up. It, it, it it's hundred percent true. But again, I don't I, I I don't like to see this happening to the New York Jets. I, 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 I feel bad for their fan base. I feel bad for Sam Donald right now going through mononucleosis. I feel bad for Quentin Williams and his ankle, C.J. Mosley and his groin, and uh, Le'Veon Bell in his shoulder. But I think three of the four of them are going to play this weekend. But how, how much would be? They're going to need 
them if they're shy, if they really want any chance of winning that game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you're 100% right. But the one thing they do have, the New York Jets do have on the defensive side of the ball, is if Quentin Williams does play, is their defense is not bad at all. Their pass rush oh, not is not... Bad. Is not top notch, top notch like it usually is, but they could get to the quarterback. And the Cleveland Browns, as we've seen, their offensive line is putrid. Their the offensive is, line is god freaking awful. The question is, do the Jets have the edge rushers to do it? Oh, hundred percent. And it's because those tackles are bad. The the Browns moved Corbett inside. They got guys in the middle that are pretty good, but their tackles right now are not very good. Greg Robinson, who's a draft bust, is starting for them at right tackle. Like That's that's how bad it is right now. The question is, do the Jets have the edge rushers? Not not the inside rushers. We know they have that with the two Williams, but do they have the edge rushers to be able to attack those tackles? And that's where Greg Williams is going to have to really help out there, get those guys rotating well, and maybe bring some corner pressure, stuff like that. So if they can do that and game plan them for well, maybe they can rattle break Baker Mayfield and get the running game and Trevor send me in some short fields of turnovers. Yeah, well, what, what, what's the, if the Stardust will be out the next five weeks, what, what's, their, what's their schedule? Sorry, have to clean. Well, they got a bye um, week, week four. They have a bye week, week four the could help them. Next week. Yeah, they have the yeah. Patriot. They have the Patriots week three, which they, just consider oh, that a loss because that, that team's a wrecking they ball and they're they not were, losing a game this season. I, would, I think they're going undefeated throughout they the entire lost season. That with Sam. Yeah, they would have lost I, that. I don't, know, I don't know if they're going to go undefeated. They might lose. I have them losing like three games. The only, the only game I think they could definitively lose is uh, right now at the Ravens, just because the Ravens have always played them well. They have Cleveland at New England, by at Philadelphia, Dallas, New England again, at Jacksonville. <laughs> That's not – they could honestly – if, they, if they, he's they, out – yeah, they, they could easily. Like, well, no, they're back. beating Dallas at home. I'm sorry. Dallas is not a good uh, football team, so they're beating Dallas I at home. I can't wait for the super hyped Dallas. up uh, yes. Trevor Simeon uh, Gardner Minshew matchup. <laughs> Who's beating Dallas? The Patriots? Well, the Patriots won, but the Jets, too. The Jets aren't beating the Cowboys at home. No way. Okay. We'll, we'll no wait. It's, uh, it's October 13th, so when the, the time the comes. Patriots, the Patriots. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. The Patriots are going to beat the Cowboys, not the Jets. We'll see, my I friend. We will see. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. You're high and mighty with, with this Dallas Cowboy team, and I get it. Okay. I'm not high that yet. I still need to see more, but from what I saw, I mean, they, they looked very good. I mean, you can't, you can't take nothing away from how they played. Yes, they played a bad giant team, but let's see, let's see what happens when they face the Saints in uh, two weeks, three weeks. They're not going to beat the Saints. Yeah, let, let's see what they could do. Stop! Stop! We're talking about the New York Jets. If you really want me to go off about the Dallas Cowboys, I will. Okay? We're talking about the New York Jets. We're talking about Sam Darnold being out for the next four or five weeks. Okay? Le'Veon Bell, we don't know what we're going to get. Quinton Williams, you don't know what you get. CJ Mosley, you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be tough for the Jets on Monday to win this game against Cleveland when Cleveland should have a little fire behind them right now, especially going into this game. But if you really want me to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, I will because I, I, I if I have to get another you message from you, if if I if I have to get another message from you saying how great Sam Dar, uh, Dak Prescott is, and I don't want to hear nonsense about him throwing the ball down the field, Mike, let me just tell you this: I could have threw the ball down the field against the New York Giants uh, secondary on Sunday. <laughs> That's how bad their defense is. And if you listen to my show on Monday and all the statistics I threw out 
there about the New York Giants defense, you would have seen how bad or heard how bad their defense really is. I understand. I understand how bad how bad the Giants defense is, but I'm talking about the way that the way Dak was throwing the ball. It seems like he had a little more zip and a, and a, and a better spiral on the ball than he did from last year. That's week one. It, it, I'll compliment him. Like he he he, it, he looked, he looked very like, good. It looked like he improved a little bit from last year. He looked that's, very that's good. I'm going to take nothing away from that. He looked very good. He that's looked what very I'm good. I'm saying he, he, he looked he looked different from last year. I'm going to I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see when they play a good football team, and then oh, I'll, it, and then it, I'll make it, my thing. What I'm saying though, if if he plays like that against the Saints, then what are you going to say? They're playing in the Superdome against a, a Saints team. That You're playing much on the road. Yeah, I was just thanking you. Thank God for Speedy because sometimes I want to wring his neck, but the majority of the time he takes the words right out of my mouth. Let's see. And don't get me wrong. Your offensive line is top-notch, top three offensive line in the NFL oh, right. this season. They have a very good defensive line, though, too. But that, defense, that, that defensive line of the New Orleans Saints is very scary. I'm intrigued it to is. see what you guys I'm are going to be able to do. Their secondary is good, too. Marcus, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, they got a good secondary. So, I don't know, it might not be easy to throw over the top. The only one you might be able to beat is Eli Apple, just because Eli Apple's horrible. But that's it. You almost... I will give him a credit. But Mike, but Mike, here we go, Mike. What happens if he doesn't do it against the New Orleans Saints? Keep in mind, you messaged me saying you never want to hear me say anything again about Dak Prescott throwing the ball downfield. Because he threw the ball down the field very good. Okay, but what happens if he doesn't against the New Orleans Saints? If he doesn't, I can't praise Eli Apple, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Then he is who he is then. That's fair. No, it, that's fine. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what 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 goes on with that. But if that team is healthy, I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to bet you on that game. I don't care. Okay. Well, we'll wait Good and luck see. Winning in the Superdome. No, no, Speedy. Shh, 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 shh. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. But B, we have to go to break. Any last words, buddy? I'm 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 just I'm just saying that I think I think the Dallas Cowboys have a pretty good chance of doing something really good this year. That's all. <laughs> God, I love Dude, you, the Beef. Coming. I love you, Beef. Beef, thanks for calling. Yeah. Oh, man. I, 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 I love the Beef. I, I mean, I hate him and I love him, but he, he's very all for his team, and he, he, he's delusional I love sometimes. how he thinks they're going to win in the Superdome. I, it's crazy. It's you know, crazy. the only teams that win in the Superdome are divisional teams, just because they're kind of used to it. And teams that get help. So... We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we do come back from break, we're going to talk about some other NFL stories. I'm going to talk about Antonio Brown because this is really, really, really getting on my nerves. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. One eight seven seven nine zero nine 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 seven seven is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into some Antonio Brown talk, and I have a lot to say about that. But first, we have our second caller of the day. He who bashes the beef. Hashtag ban the beef on Twitter from this guy, Jeff from Tampa. What's going on, buddy? Maddie. Hashtag ban the beef. His nonsense is getting out of control. <laughs> is he literally holding up Dak Prescott's performance against maybe the second worst defense in the entire NFL as a beacon of hope for Dak Prescott? Well, that what he said so was he, he said he looked good throwing the ball, like tighter spirals and all that stuff. Which he did, but that's not going to happen on the freaking Saints. <laughs> or anyone I mean, else for that matter. 
I mean, it's just ridiculous. If this dude struggles the rest of the year, what's he going to do? Call in and go, well, he looked good week one. You know what? He might. Get out of here with that he'll, nonsense. He'll still I, win three I Super Bowls. Just not beat. this year. He'll still win three Super Bowls. Just not this year. <laughs> no, three in a row, though. Three in a row. Oh, three in a row. That's yeah. right. He's going to win three in a row. It's coming. He'll, nah. learn. he'll learn from this year. Don't worry. And Zeke Elliott's better than Barry Sanders. And Dak Prescott's better than Andrew Luck and, and, and Russell Wilson. And all this other nonsense. He's delusional. He needs to put on his pajamas. He's dreaming. Yeah, he might be dreaming a little bit. You know, he's out of his mind. He's absolutely out of his mind. Dude, <laughs> listen, I know you're a Giants fan. No offense. Giants stink. Their defense stinks. I know. Right? I, I, I had them best at 6-10. and 10. Best for the New York Giants this season. Best. Case scenario, 6-10. and 10. So you don't yeah, got to tell me. I, I know the Giants are bad. I didn't expect his defense to be this bad. But And you said I'm one of the worst. I'm saying the now. New York Giants defense is the worst defense in the NFL. No, no, no. You're completely way off base. If you, if you, if you think the, the New York Giants can't beat the Miami Dolphins, you're... No, they can't. The they can't. They can't beat the Miami I, Dolphins. Oh, you, dude, we will have a... We'll call it the pathetic bowl. We should name it after Mike from Bayshore. <laughs> Uh, They play this year, don't they? Yeah. They do? They play each other? Mm -hmm. The Giants and the Dolphins play each other? Yeah, Giants are home for them. Yeah, but here we go. About the Miami Dolphins, Jeff, you and I both know, and we both heard months ago that the Miami Dolphins are tanking this season for one reason and one reason only, and that's for Tua Tagovailoa, who the management loves. No, no. what do you mean maybe? They've said it. I'm going to go find the article, but I've read it that they've said. Listen, I, I get what you're saying. But there's no way that the Giants don't beat the Dolphins. Uh, well, I mean, we'll talk. It's going to be a runaway. It's going to be a runaway. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk when it gets closer. But what I want to talk to you about now is obviously you and I talked earlier, and you were just laughing at the New York Jets and how crazy it is, and it is pretty crazy. And you got I mean, to feel bad for them. When, when will the NFL start uh, the investigation on this whole thing? <laughs> don't you think there should be an investigation? I mean, do you think it's a coincidence that? The first time Bill Belichick makes a trade with the Jets, all of a sudden now Sam Darnold has mononucleosis. Bill Belichick is using chemical warfare. <laughs> that there should be a full investigation. He, he's gone to neuroviruses and he's poisoning the Jets now. Start the monogate uh, events investigation. That that is something that Errol Marks would believe and really divergent. Mono, mono gates. Exactly. Mono, mono gates. Mono gates, right. Like, he purposely traded Demarius Thomas there to infect the entire team. And so far, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel bad for them, and, and I get it, but I, I... What is it with New York, by the way? What do you mean? I Do you guys just have the dirtiest locker rooms in the world? Like the Yankees got a uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease, and then the Mets got it, and now the, now you're getting all sorts of other strange diseases in, in the football <laughs> locker rooms. Like, like, do the New York cleaning crews know how to disinfect no, they the don't. locker room? No, they do not. They do not how to clean how to how to uh, properly when clean. Time, when was the last time you seen any football player? And I mean this honestly, any football player, just name one that was out with mono. I can't. I. I, I I don't remember. I'm telling you, New York sports gets the oddest illnesses. Eh, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. But, Jeff, what I want to talk to you about right now is Antonio Brown. 
the accuser, who is getting married this weekend, keep that in mind, has said that he's, uh, Antonio Brown has sexually assaulted her three times. Not once, not twice, but three times back in 2016-17. Fair, okay? Don't know why she's saying this now in 2019, but she's saying it. So now I come back and I ask her, why would you go back after the first time? Why would you not say anything after the first time? Why would you keep training this guy after the first time? That would be my question to her. Why? What well, do you think about it? Because, because now, now I, I, I'm, a, I'm against sexual assault. I'm against rape. I'm against all that. But this story seems a little fishy to me. Well, in the, so if you read through what, whatever the charging document lawsuit kind of thing there is, whatever they filed there, the reason she said that she didn't file charges to begin with was because she was uh, venturing into that world and wanted to open her own gym and her own training facility and wanted to train, train athletes, and that she feared that no other athlete would train with her or anything like that if she were to uh, file charges against him. So, I'm, listen, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just telling you what was in the lawsuit. That's her claim is that she said that she didn't file charges because it would hurt her business and, you know, uh, she didn't, you know, she wants to train athletes, she wants to be in that world, and so that is why she didn't press charges after the first. Because, I'm, I'm, you know, I realize we're going to look like victim blamers all of a sudden and things like that, even though there's a lot of, you know, sexual assault victims that don't go to the police and a lot of it does go unreported. I mean, for me, I just look at it and go, why wouldn't you go? Like, why wouldn't you? But that's her reason. She says that athletes wouldn't go and That's fine. You didn't have to report it, but why do you keep training him then? That's my question. After he did it the first time, why would you keep training him? Fine, you didn't want to report it because you got scared. Why are you going to keep training this guy? i got to be honest with you. I don't know what to believe on this. That's what I'm saying. It just sounds a little fishy to me. Well, listen, there's, there's things on both sides of this that you could say that are just really, really bad. The Antonio Brown text messages? Oh, I saw them. Or emails, whatever they he's were. Border, he's borderline admitting that he did it. Text messages. However, then there was like an extortion plot that she had because yep. he asked her to pay. He asked her to pay, or she asked him to pay thirty thousand dollars to pay off one of her loans or her mother's loan or something like that. And he didn't do it. Yep. She also asked him one point six million dollars so she could get property and open her own gym and do that, and he didn't do that either. Right? Yep. yep. And then there, and then there's also supposedly recording. By one of the girl's friends saying that, you know, she has her on tape admitting that there's money grabs. Now, this is true, but there's bad looks on both sides. And it doesn't look good for anyone. I don't know what to do on it. Certainly, Antonio Brown's text messages are horrible. Horrible. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, I would be for putting Antonio Brown on the commissioner's exempt list until they figure out what's going on. Well, I, I honestly, if you want me to be honest with you, I think he's going to play this weekend. I think come Monday he's going to be on that commissioner's exempt list until this is figured out. That's just my opinion. I think he's going to play this weekend in a, in a New England Patriot uniform. 
he probably will. And it's, you know, I mean, I don't blame the Patriots. No, absolutely not. How can you? Well, you know, a lot of people saying the Patriots shouldn't play him anyways, and they should voluntarily take him off the field. You know, I wouldn't have a problem with that anyways, because honestly, it's the Dolphins. I mean, come on. Do you need Antonio Brown? I mean, you shouldn't. The spread keeps going up, but we do know that the uh, New England Patriots do struggle against the Miami Dolphins. We do they know do, that. but it's not good. Right, but that was they, they do struggle in Miami and against the Dolphins at times. But they're also this is a different beast. This is a Miami team trying to lose. Yes, you're you're well, listen. You're 100 percent right. It, it, this whole story to me just seems very fishy. Like, why did it come out now? Why 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 did she wait three two or three years after it happens? And I understand that this ha- this goes for sexual assaults and rape accusers and rape uh, victims and stuff that they wait because they're scared and stuff. And listen, I understand that. It's never happened to me, and obviously I've never done it to anybody, so I don't know what they're going through. But why wait a day after he signs a $15 million contract? That, that, like, the whole situation just seems very, very, very fishy. But I don't me. think that that was the beginning of it, because you can go back to an Antonio Brown Instagram story from four months ago claiming that he was trying to be extorted by her. You know, so she had clearly been trying to get money from him for a while, and he had been saying no, so I'm sure that that's why now the lawsuit, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just an interesting interesting turn of events, that's all. I mean, we know how Antonio now, Brown is. Well, go ahead. Yeah, and let's be, let's be honest here, Matt. Antonio Brown is very clearly not going to get any benefit of any doubt of any sort. No shot. Because he's insane, right? Like, his behavior has been very odd these last six months, right? So, like, I I mean, the dude is clearly unstable. So I don't know if anyone should believe him. I also don't know if anyone should believe the girl because I think that you make a very valid point. Why keep training him? Yeah. Like, why keep training him? Like, It's just it, not a it, good look. That, that That's what it really comes down to. It's just not a good look. I all I know is if anybody raped me or sexually assaulted me, and I was training that person, I would not be training that person the next day. Let alone, yeah. I don't know how much longer that she kept training him, but she did keep training him for it to happen to uh, the second and third time. The NFL's meeting with with that girl. Her name is Brittany Taylor. They're meeting with her next week in New York City. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, I also don't know what it's like to. You know, I mean, maybe she did feel some kind of pressure. I don't know what it would be like to be a female trying to train male athletes. I'm sure that that isn't very common. And maybe her claim that she thought that she would lose clients is a valid one. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what that would be like. So, I mean, that claim could very well be very valid. I, you know, I mean. Oh, absolutely. It very things. well could be true. It very well right. could there's be true. Just, there's just things about both sides that are just so strange strange you know because uh, i mean i'm with you like if that had happened anyone of my like why why are you still training him? yep like why are you still training him? why didn't you go to the police you know she might have good reasons for all of that I'm, I'm sure that we're not going to get the answers but i hope that the nfl does i think the nfl is going to need to i i, I, I don't I, think I, it's going to take very much to sideline antonio brown i you agree know, and, and truthfully i you know, truthfully, no matter what the outcome is, whether, you know, whether whether Antonio Brown did this 
or didn't do it, there's going to be a suspension, and there's also going to be a point where he returns to the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. None of which are going to be any good for anybody. No, I, listen, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, when Ben you know, Roethlisberger I mean, got suspended, I think it was four games, and now the policies are a lot tougher, so it's probably going to be more. No, it won't be four, though, right? Because supposedly, and I, you know, I, if you figure out the NFL, but supposedly the baseline for a personal conduct suspension is six games now. That's supposed right, to be no, the that's minimum. Right. That's what I said. The, the policies are tougher now, so it's going to be six games or maybe more if more evidence is found within that. It would be... Yeah, I mean, Go ahead. You know, but either way, she's going to end up, whether it's with the Patriots or not, let's face it, the Patriots let him go and there's a suspension. Let's say Antonio doesn't even play this year. At some point, some team next year will pick him up. Yeah. And there will be a return and there will be a controversy very highly possible. That That is one thing for sure. Very, oh, very well, highly possible. I mean, you know, uh, for, if, if we're just talking about pure football perspective and you put uh, life aside and put it in its own box for a minute, yeah, as a Patriots fan, I'd love to see Antonio Brown play. I mean, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, you'd love to see him play. But also, if he did this, He's a scumbag, and he doesn't and deserve he to play, play football ever again. Agreed. Right. Agreed. He he, you know? he definitely doesn't deserve to play if, if that is the case. If he if he is found guilty anyway, he doesn't deserve to play in an NFL uniform again. Right. And he but actually deserves to go to jail. Right. But but here's the other problem with what's what's going on here, and I realize perception is reality, right? But to get like. So there's no guilty or innocent verdict in what in what she has filed, right? The burden of proof is a lot less. So people are going to say, "Oh, he was found guilty," and blah blah blah, right? But it, you know, all you got to do is like look at the O.J. Simpson case. O.J. Simpson was found not guilty criminally, right? Yeah. He was found responsible civilly. So the burden of proof is a whole lot less, and that's why I fear that. You know, there's going to be a very weird outcome because it's entirely possible that Antonio Brown can be found liable for this and also have him not be guilty. I could see that happening. Right. Two two different lawsuits, like you just said, about O.J. Simpson and stuff like that. Criminally, he might be not guilty, but civilly, he might be, he he, he will be guilty. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have to prove very much to find him responsible for any of these damages or anything like that. No. Which I think is, you know, you know, it's tough for Antonio Brown. Like, you know, like, this dude is going to want to, I mean, who wouldn't want to clear their name of allegations like this? These oh, absolutely. Terrible, and, terrible and, and Drew Rosenhaus, his, uh, his agent has said these are false uh, accusations against him. Well, anyone can say something. Of course. Rosenhaus obviously going to say it's false and like things like that, but you know, I mean, I mean, the honest thing is, you know, if he's found not liable even in civil court, you'll know really how flimsy the case is because the burden of proof is just so much less in a case like this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right, but Jeff, hang on, because now it is time 
for our Thursday Pickums. Are you going to do a Pickums with us this weekend or no? Sure, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go through this. Awesome. All right, Jeff, hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break, and when we do come back from break, it is time for our <laughs> week two NFL Pickums here live. Third and long, Matty Cap, Speedy Petey. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Matty Caps. 1 877 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Big things are coming this way. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio. Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. We are all over social media platforms. Vaughn TV, brand new. Can watch us there live as well. YouTube, we are everywhere. And we're only going to keep growing. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Speedy, hit it. Let's do it. Jeff, you still there? Hashtag ban the beef. All right, Jeff, you know what? For that, I'm going to let you go first. Tonight's game, Buccaneers. At the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, the Buccaneers are a joke. This is all the Panthers all the way. Chris McCaffrey's going to have like 200 yards rushing. It's going to be ridiculous. All Panthers, uh, 28-17. Yeah, I got the Panthers as well. I think Tampa has talent on that offense. The problem is I think it is short week. In a week they struggled against the 49ers, a bad secondary in the 49ers. It's going to be hard to fix it on a short week on a Thursday game. Bruce Arians is a good coach. He'll get it eventually. I just can't see it happening this week. Carolina's defense is nice in that front seven. They'll be able to rattle Winston and get some short fields, get some turnovers, and I think Cam and McCaffrey will do the rest against a defense that's still very young. I'm going to take Tampa or Carolina in a big blowout. Panthers win 34-14. 34-14. Yep. Cam Newton needs to play better. He hasn't been playing well. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him being the third or fourth best quarterback in that division, which is not a good thing. I do like the Carolina Panthers at home, though, against the bad Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't trust Bruce Arians with Jameis Winston, maybe a different quarterback, but I don't trust him there. Speedy's right, right with that secondary. They're not going to be able to fix the problems that they have this quickly going up against them. Christian McCaffrey's going to run all over them. He's going to have 200-plus all-purpose yards. Every which way. Carolina wins this one big as well. 28-10. Carolina Panthers. Next game, Jeff. Colts at the Titans. Yeah, I like Jacoby Brissett as the uh, the quarterback of the Colts. I think things are working out there just fine. I think the loss of Andrew Buck uh, is going to prove to not be as big of a blow as people thought. I'm going to take the Colts in this game in a, in a close one, 17-16. Okay. Well, I am not taking the Colts. I am taking the better than 7-9 Tennessee Titans in this one. I think it will be semi-close because the Colts do play him well. Even, again, even though Luck's not there, they have played him well historically. The Titans have had a lot of trouble. Even the year Luck was out, both those games are close. But I'm going to take the Titans. I like Derrick Henry to be able to do well in this game. A.J. Brown had a very nice debut. And the Colts secondary, it's fine, but it's not like something I should be afraid of. And that defense is very good. I think that outside rushing will definitely help. But that secondary played a lot better against those Browns receivers. And I think that will end up making a difference. So I'm going to take the Titans 26-17. Titans 26-17. Titans screwed me last week. So I am going to take them this week. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett right away. 
Uh, this Colts team is very talented on both sides of the ball, though. I just don't trust Jacoby Brissett to lead them to victory in Tennessee, especially with a Tennessee coming off a big road win against Cleveland. Marcus Mariota still has to play better for him to sell me on how good he could be. Like Speedy said, those said those linebackers are very good in Tennessee. They are very, very good. They are very fast. I'm going to take the Titans at home. 17-13 Tennessee Titans. L.A. Chargers at the Detroit Lions. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I'll take the upset in this one. Uh, I like the Lions in this game. Don't ask me why. I just There's something about the Chargers I just don't trust this year. Matt Patricia, uh, first wor- for fourth worst quarterback, uh, NFL head coach in the uh, NFL. Sorry, just had to point that out. better than him. No, Sorry. no he's yeah, not. Yeah, quite possibly, but they're going to win a few games this year. I think this is one that they could possibly win. You know, they were in control against Arizona, and they let Arizona come back. I think that they're going to learn something that game and, and beat the Chargers here. So I'll take, I'll take the Lions, uh, you know, 30-27. Uh, You're right, Jeff. The Chargers do have trouble in close games. I don't think this one will be close, though. I, I really think they just match up well in this one. Now, they might not have Mike Williams, which could hurt, but they still have Travis Benjamin. They still have Keenan Allen. They still have Austin Eckler, guys that are definitely manageable in that offense. That Lions defense outside of their defensive line. And Darius Slay's a very good corner, too. Outside of that, they really have nothing. So it's going to be very hard for them to do it. I think you're going to see a big one from Eckler for sure. And that pass rush, I think, will be very good as well against the Lions. I think the Lions will be able to run a little bit in the first half. And I think it'll be kind of a shootout in the beginning, but I think the Chargers will pull away in the second half. I'm going to take the Chargers 35-24. to 35-24. This is a make-or-break year, in my opinion, for Phillip Rivers. Uh, he needs to lead this team to an AFC championship, possibly to the Super Bowl. He's always had talent. This would be the year that he needs to do it. Not saying he is, but this would be the year he needs to do it. Uh, it looks like they're playing well without uh, Mr. Melvin Gordon over there. I don't think the Detroit Lions are very good at all. I know Matthew Stafford is very good. He's a gunslinger. But there's something about Austin Eckler. What I, I just love the guy. I'm taking the Chargers in this one in Detroit. 30-21. The L.A. Chargers in this one. Bills at the Giants. Go ahead, Jeff. Give it to me. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, let's not even discuss this. Bills and fairly convincingly uh, 27-10. <laughs> 27-10. I agree with you where the Giants are not a very good team. I feel like this is one of the games they win. I really do. I don't think Buffalo has the scary weapons that will be able to beat them over the top like uh, against that secondary that really struggled. John Brown is a, good, is a good deep threat for sure. The question is, again, will he get a lot of attention? The Giants do have definitely have the speed with, to, to keep up with him. It's just a matter of do they have the ability because that defense is very young. I think they can pressure with the man blitz. And I think Saquon Barkley can really run on that defense. That run defense is not very good and hasn't been for a while. That pass rush is good, but, <coughs> but you even admitted it last show we had. The Giants' offensive line played very well last week, so I think they'll be able to contain him enough. And the, just something with the Bills, they do this historically. They win games they're not supposed to, and they lose games they should win easily. I'm going to take the Giants, 23-20, very sloppy defensive game. With the way the Bills came back last week against the New York Jets, really, really shocked me because I didn't see that coming. Uh, 
the Giants' defense is one of the worst defenses I've seen them have in a very, 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 very long time. Josh Allen is going to be able to do whatever he wants because the Giants have no pass rush. I'm taking the Bills in this one. 24-21, Buffalo Bills. Cardinals at the Ravens. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take an upset in this one. You know, the Cardinals are starting to turn it on. Uh, you know, they they came back against Detroit and then, and managed to eke out a tie. I think they're figuring it out on, on offense. I, I'm gonna take the Cardinals in this one in an upset. I realize they're traveling across country and all that. I realize you're both gonna disagree with me. I don't care. The Keebler Kyler Murray leads them to victory, 31-30. Yeah, Jeff and I fought this yesterday. I couldn't disagree more. I think this is a tough, tough matchup for Arizona. One, they got to go, like Jeff said, cross-country. But two, that offensive line is terrible against a very good Ravens defense, a very good outside rush for the Ravens. And outside rushing defenses usually give uh, mobile-slash-running quarterbacks a lot of trouble. I think you're going to see Kyler Murray really struggle in that game. I really do. And I think the... The secondary is still very strong. I know they lost Tavon Young for the year, but they still got Jimmy Smith. They still got Marlon Humphrey. That's going to be a tough one for those receivers as well and for the run game. They just, the Ravens' defense is great on every level, and I think they'll get defense to, to turn into offense. I think they'll be able to run just enough, and I, and I think they'll get some big plays here and there as well. It'll be mostly defense, though, doing it. I can see a defensive touchdown. I think this is a blowout. I think this is a really bad matchup for the Cardinals. I'm taking the Ravens huge, 31-6. to Thirty-one to six. Interesting, 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 my friend, Mister Speedy over there. I'm taking the Ravens. Big, uh, not big in this one. I am going to be taking the Ravens though because I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do what he did last weekend against a not so talented Arizona Cardinals defense. I'm intrigued to see what Kyler Murray can really do against a very, 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 very tough, hard-nosed, hard-hitting defense in the Baltimore Ravens. In Baltimore. I'm taking the Ravens in this one. 28-17. Baltimore Ravens. Oh, boy. New England and Miami. Go ahead, Jeff. Doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm treating the Miami Dolphins how I used to treat the Cleveland Browns. We're not talking about this. Every week, we're just going to take whoever's played Miami and the over and the cover of the spread. End of story. Doesn't matter. New England huge. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. New England will win for sure. I think they're going to be a little sluggish to begin because I think there is they always struggle in the heat in Miami. I think they're going to be a little sluggish in the beginning. I think Sony Michelle will play very well in this game. I think the Dolphins' front is terrible, really. I think their best player in that front is Raquan McMillan, and he's a second-year, third-year player. So it's like that's how bad they've been right now. Sony Michelle have a nice game. I think Brady will play all right. He usually does struggle in Miami, but I think he'll play all right, just good enough. And I think they'll come back. I think the second, third quarter is when you're going to see them start to run away with the game. 30-17, to 17, I'll take the Patriots. I'm with Jeff. Not even worth talking about this game. 65 to nothing. the New England Patriots are going to absolutely demolish uh, the Miami Dolphins. This could be an interesting one. Dallas in Washington. Go ahead, Jeff. But Dak Prescott can throw it down the field. Oh, my God, he's so good. Who cares, Beam? No one likes you. No one likes your team. You're the second. You're the, you're the worst fan base in all of sports, right? 
They stink. They're finally going to play a real team. I think Washington's going to be mad after blowing the lead last week against Philadelphia. There's no Darius Geis, no Adrian Peterson. I don't care. Washington huge. 30 to 2. It's not going to be huge, but I agree. I'm going to take the Redskins as well. They got a very good defense, a very underrated defense that I think will be able to stop Ezekiel Elliott. They held Ezekiel Elliott to 33 yards in a game last year. And even in the second meeting, when they when they got blown out by other players on Thanksgiving, they were containing Zeke very well. I think the Redskins are a much better home team, and I do think they show some showed some flashes of offense. I know they lost Darius Geis, but they still have a backfield that I think is decent. They can rotate it around. So I think you're going to see guys certainly play well enough offensively. And they showed some big playabilities last week with those young receivers. Terry McLaurin played very well. Kelvin Harmon had a couple big catches. So they have some young receiving talent that played all right. Now, the Eagles secondary isn't great, fine. But I, it shows some flashes for a team that was supposed to have the worst passing game in the league. So Just pick Washington and move on. I'm going to take the Redskins in a tight one, 20 to 17. I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I want to pick the Washington Redskins, I don't trust that offense with Case Keenum. He was a one-half wonder. Uh, they, they're nothing special. That McLaurin guy, he does look good. Jeff, speedy, good call on the rookies of the uh, wide receiving cores so far. We'll see what the rest of the season brings. But I don't trust that defense whatsoever. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys in this one. 20... Six to twenty, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I know. It, it pains me. Jacksonville right. at be a loss for you. the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, it's impossible to take Jacksonville now that Nick Foles has gone down. Houston looks really good, you know, trying to come back against New Orleans. But you know, I think Houston is uh, just such a good football team. Even without Canadian Cloud, I don't care. I'm taking Houston uh, 30 to 10. Yeah, I got Houston as well. I think it's going to be very hard. I think Gardner Minshew played well last week, considering the circumstances. But, I mean, the Texans' defense, while it isn't as good as it was last year, is still better than the Chiefs' defense for sure. So I think it's going to be a tough matchup for Jacksonville. They'll be able to run a little, but not much. The Texans, I think, will play well offensively. Even against the Jags' defense, Deshaun Watson will roll out from that pass rush and run. And I think their run game which did well against the Saints last week, which is the number one run defense in the league. It'll, it'll play well again. I'm going to take the Texans semi-big, 27-17. 27-17. Texans really shocked me on how well they played against the uh, against the Saints on Monday night. I like Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins has to be the best wide receiver in the league. I am going to take the Texans at home in this one, and it, the reason why I'm taking them at home is basically because I don't trust anything Jacksonville Jaguars have anymore. So I am going to take the Houston Texans in this one, and I think they're going to win pretty handily. The spread's eight and a half. I think they're going to win by. I think they're going to win by a lot more than that. I think they're going to win twenty-eight to thirteen. The Houston Texans. Seattle at the Pittsburgh Steelers this is going to be a good one not going to be all that good. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is just... I, I think they're a mess. I don't think that they have any direction. I think Mike Tomlin is absolutely shook. Give me Seattle 20-14. to 14. I agree where I don't like the Steelers either. I was very down on them for the year, especially since I don't like that defense. However, I do think they win this game, though. 
because I don't think the Seahawks will be able to run on the Steelers. The Steelers still have a good front seven where they can stop the run, and the Seahawks are a very running team. So I, I think it'll be very hard for them to be able to do it. Another West, uh, West Coast team going to the East Coast. Seattle's not the same on the road as they are at home. They've always been that way. And their secondary had some trouble last week allowing big plays against the Bengals. So I don't like the Steelers either for the season, but I'm going to take them in this game 27-21. Speedy has said everything I was thinking. Giving up big plays to the Cincinnati Bengals at home should never happen. Is it the new coaching scheme over there? Maybe. But you, yes. shouldn't, you shouldn't be giving up big plays like that to freaking Andy freaking Dalton. And it makes me sick. Seattle Seahawks are going to go into Pittsburgh. They are going to give them a game just because I love Russell Wilson. I think he's a, he's a top five quarterback. I think he's going to have a great numbers. But I never bet against the Steelers at home. Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this in a close one. 26-23 on a game-winning field goal. Pittsburgh Steelers. Next game. 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati stinks. I don't like anything about their team. I don't care that Marvin Lewis isn't there. Cincinnati might be the worst city in America. Uh, I thought that was Detroit, Jeff. Oh, no. Detroit at least used to be great. What can you say about Cincinnati? one of the worst places on the planet. Uh, yeah, give me give me whoever's playing Cincinnati. And big. All right. I'm sorry. I'm taking them. I'm taking the Bengals. I don't like... Would. Yes, I am. I don't like... Again, I don't like the 49ers secondary, and I think that offense has shown flashes. Even without A.J. Green, even without Joe Mixon much of the second half, they still played very well, and they, they, hung, they gave the Seahawks all they could handle in Seattle, which has always been the toughest place to play. I got to give him credit there. Zach Taylor has some experience against the 49ers, obviously being with the Rams. I think he knows them a little bit better, and I do think they match up well. I think their quick release motion offense will be able to counter that pass rush well. I think you'll see Mixon play well if he plays. Otherwise, you'll see Giovanni Bernard play well, and I do think you'll see John Ross and Tyler Boyd play well again. I really think that's a good matchup for this 49ers team, and it's another West Coast, East Coast trip. The Niners' offense was not really impressive against the, the Bucks, who aren't a great defense. I think that pass rush for the Bengals will do well inside. So I'll take the Bengals in a close one, 24-20. I, it pains me. It really does pain me to do this. Speedy's sitting there laughing because he knows who I'm going to take. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to win this football game. New head coach, new coaching scheme. They really shocked me with how well they played in Seattle, which is everybody knows it's not easy to play in Seattle and the 12th man over there. I still hate Andy Dalton. I still think he's the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL. I still believe that. Bengals are beating Jimmy G. Jimmy G did not look well. The 49ers as a whole did not look well last week. Bengals did, and they, and they got shafted, in my opinion. Bengals are going to win this game. 27-21, the Cincinnati Bengals. Minnesota. I can't believe it. Minnesota. In Green Bay. Jeff? Yeah, I, I'm not believing in Aaron Rodgers anymore. He, he did nothing against the Bears last week. It was like borderline sad. Him and his stupid mustache. Give, and, and Dalvin Cook is terrific. Give me the Vikings. I like the Vikings, you know, 30-24. Uh, this will be close. I actually think we're used to this Vikings-Packers being rivalry being very high-scoring games. I think it'll be a very low-scoring game. I agree with you, Jeff. I do think Dalvin Cook does play well, but I think the pass defense for Green Bay is very underrated. They brought in Adrian Amos. 
they've drafted a lot of good young corners over the years, and they've really built a good pass defense. And I think you're going to see that, and I think you're going to see the outside rushers that played well against Chicago this week, or last week, played well against Minnesota, which their line has improved their offensive line, but it's still not very good. I think they're going to have trouble throwing the ball. I think Cook will really be their entire offense. And I think the long week, having to play Thursday and getting extra time to prepare will help Rodgers get used to that LaFleur offense a little more. It won't be great. I'm not saying the... the it's going to take a little while for them to get I used agree. to it. I agree. I don't think it'll be great, but I think it'll be better. I don't think the Packers will get all the offense they can get, but I think they'll get just enough. They're at home. I'm going to take them close, 20-17. to 17. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers at home. I, 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 don't, the, I don't bet against Aaron Rodgers at home. Uh, Jeff, I don't think Aaron Rodgers played as bad as you're making him out to seem against the Bears' defense, which is unbelievable. Okay? I think a lot of it had to do with the play calling, trying to feel each other out. I think it's going to open up. I think the playbook's going to be open this weekend. I'm going to take Green Bay in this one, and I think Green Bay's going to put a statement in that division. I think they're going to win this handedly. 35-17, the Green Bay Packers at home. Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Jeff. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to take the upset in this one again. No Tyree Hill. And I realize, you know, the Oakland's, you know, swimming uphill on this one. I get it. But I really like Darren Waller. I really like Josh Jacobs. I think that even without Antonio Brown, the Raiders shocked a lot of people on how good that offense was against Denver the other night. And, you know, without Tyree Hill... I think that, that hurts the Chiefs just enough where Oakland can sneak out a win and keep keep moving. So I'm going to take Oakland in this one, 27-26. All right. I agree where I think it's going to be close. I think the Oakland offense will definitely do well, but here's the other problem you have to deal with. You lost Jonathan Abram and you – you lost Gary and Conley for a little bit, a uh, little bit too. Probably miss a month with the neck injury. So I think those losses are going to really hurt. Even with the Chiefs losing Hill, they still I think have other weapons that you could trust. And the Raiders are going to be using a lot of reserves. So I think it will be a shootout for a while. I do think Jacobs will play well. I think somebody like uh, Tyrell Williams could definitely play well for the Raiders. And I, but I just think the Chiefs will have too much, and they don't really have the defensive line to be able to rattle Mahomes like you saw the Jaguars do for a while. So, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. 34-24 over the Raiders. Okay. I think the Raiders were a one-hit wonder. I don't trust John Gruden just yet. I don't care that they're home again. The Chiefs are a well-oiled machine with, with or without Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins, I don't believe, is as good as what he advertised last weekend, which was shocking. But Patrick Mahomes is that good. He threw for 312 yards and two or three touchdowns in the first half alone. Chiefs are going to win this game 33-26. Kansas City Chiefs. New Orleans at the Rams. Rematch. At the Coliseum. There's, there's absolutely zero chance that the NFL doesn't let the Saints win as a makeup for that abomination of a missed call in the playoffs last year. So I don't care what the Rams do. It's not going to matter. The refs will be all over this one. The six is in. I'm taking the Saints in this one. 30 to 17. I don't think they'll need the, the NFL to fix it for them. I think they're just, they've been wanting this for the longest time, the Saints. I think they get their revenge and then some. I think they dominate this game. I think the Rams are, had trouble with the outside running last week with 
Christian McCaffrey. Now you got Alvin Kamara. And even Latavius Murray's not a bad outside runner either. He's fast to the outside, even though he's utilized more on the inside. I think you're going to see the Saints absolutely shred this Rams defense, which has a lot of new players on it. So they're still trying to work on some things. I think the Rams will get some running to an extent and maybe some big plays at times, but they've always been able, never been able to finish the Saints, and they always start off slow for whatever reason against the Saints, too. I'm going to take the Saints pretty big in this one, 34-20. Okay, okay. Revenge, revenge, revenge. I don't think Jared Goff is as good as advertised. He hasn't really caught my eye. But Drew Brees is that good. I think the Saints are going to win this one. And I think they're going to win it pretty well. 28-20. The New Orleans Saints. So now you're going to start turning into Tyler and Errol, who both hate Jared Goff. I, I was never a big fan of Jared Goff. I was never a big fan of him. I don't hate him. Right. I hate Andy Dalton. I don't hate <laughs> oh, Jared Goff. I don't hate Jared Goff. Oh, we know you hate Andy Dalton. I mean, you never explain why. Chicago Bears at the Denver Broncos. Go ahead, Jeff. Denver Stinks versus the Bears. <laughs> Speedy? This is actually my upset. I'm taking the Broncos. I think this is a, a tough matchup for Chicago. They, their offensive line had a lot of trouble last week against the Packers. And Vic Fangio... Now the head coach was the Bears' defensive coordinator. He knows a thing or two about that team. He knows a thing about the, the defensive instincts. And you could tell without him there, that defense in the secondary wasn't great. Prince of Mukamara looked like the Giants of 2015 where he was just awful. The safeties weren't great. So I, I really think this defense is – I don't think they're bad. They're still very good. They're still one of the best units in the league. But I think the, the Broncos will be able to move it a little more. And I think their defense will be able to attack – the Bears offensive line which really struggled. I don't think the Bears will be able to run the ball. And Mitch Trubisky, I think, will struggle again. I'm going to take the Broncos here in the upset. Denver's another tough place to play. And Broncos win sloppy defensive game 16-14. to I'm going to have to disagree with Speedy here. I'm going to have to take the Chicago Bears. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a much better game this, this weekend. Uh I can't trust that offensive line of the Denver Broncos, which is still, which is a good, not bad offensive line, but that Bears pass rush and that Bears defense is still so freaking good. And if it really wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, the Bears would have beat the Green Bay Packers last week. Um, I'm taking the Bears in this one. 23, 23, 20. The Chicago Bears. Eagles in Atlanta. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. So I, I take the Eagles in this game. The only good thing about going to Atlanta is their owner lowered the price of beer in that stadium. So that's pretty good. But Julio Jones being hurt and getting the Eagles in this one, 23-20. Julio Jones plays hurt a lot, and he's played very well when being hurt, too. I think the Falcons bounce back, and I think Julio Jones is a big part of that. I think he was misused a lot of the times with uh, Steve Sarkeesian there, and especially against the Eagles, he had some of his worst games just because of that. I think he's going to light it up against a really bad secondary. I think the Falcons' offense cannot be this bad two weeks in a row. I think you're going to see that those receivers play well against, again, an Eagles secondary that had a lot of trouble against the Redskins receivers. That's definitely worrisome. Carson Wentz has never been great in prime time so far in his career. I, that, that'll take a toll on it. And I think the Falcons' defense will be able to contain a lot of the top weapons. I don't think Deshaun Jackson will have those big games against some bigger, more physical corners. 
And Zach Gertz, I think, will be contained a lot by Deion Jones and Devondre Campbell, two very fast, good coverage linebackers. So I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. I think they bounce back strong at home, 27-20. to I want to take the Falcons in this one, but I agree with Jeff. I, I, I think the Eagles are one of the top teams in the NFC. I still think the Saints are the best team in the NFC, but I really, really like that Eagles team. They were shocking in the first half of opening weekend, but really blew Washington out in the second half, controlled everything, and they're going to need to do that again. No Julio Jones is going to hurt the Atlanta Falcons. Eagles are going to win this game. 28-26, the Philadelphia Eagles. And the last one, Jeff, Monday night, Cleveland and New York. Yeah, I mean, there is zero chance that the Jets win this game. Bill Belichick is playing chemical warfare with them now. <laughs> Don't give Errol something to go by now. I mean, come on. You know that's who I'm trolling right now, right? Oh, I know. I gotta just troll him with that, right? Is there any coincidence that Demarius Thomas showed up with an illness? I don't think so. Yeah, without Sam Darnold, that game's gonna be virtually impossible for them to win, I think. Trevor Simeon is just... I think he's proven himself to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, honestly. So, I'm gonna take the Browns. They're gonna figure it out. Uh, they're gonna bounce back from their loss last week. So, give me the Browns 27-13. 27-13. Twenty-seven, thirteen. Yeah, Interesting. I, I originally picked the Jets yesterday when we were doing the pick'em before we found out about this. But yeah, I don't think there's any shot they win without Sam Darnold. I was, I like the defensive matchups that the Jets have. The Browns' offensive line is bad, and I do think they'll be able to do it, especially with Greg Williams' experience. I think they'll be able to play well in some instances against the Browns. I think Chubb will do all right. I think Odell will do well because I don't know if the, the Jets have seen much of him yet. So I think they'll have some matchups that'll be like. But I do think the, the Jets' defense will get theirs. I just can't see their offense doing much. Besides Le'Veon Bell, without Darnold there, I think it's going to be very tough. I'm going to take the Browns in this one, 20-12. 20-12. The New York Jets, the New York Jets, the New York Jets. Feel bad for them, but this is the NFL. Baker Mayfield needs to prove these critics and doubters wrong. I still hate him, but... His talent around him is ridiculous. I think the Browns are going to win this game pretty handily. I don't even see the Jets scoring 12 points. I see them scoring six. 30 to six, the Cleveland Browns. Jeff, any last words before I let you go? The show's over, pal. Hashtag ban the damn bead. Him and his Homer Cowboy takes are getting out of hand. Out of hand. He's delusional. You're right. Delusional. You're right. By the way, and by the way, go look at the Jets' schedule. Now without Sam Donald, they're pretty much guaranteed to start 0-7. I, we were looking how, at that before when the beef was on the phone. Yeah, it's crazy. How, how, how devastating for the Jets fans, huh? I yep. feel so terribly for them. They're such nice people, Errol Marks and Vinny Rubin. <laughs> how can you against those guys, huh? <laughs> Jeff, thanks for calling. Matthew, always a pleasure. Hashtag ban the beef. Hashtag ban the beef. That seems uh, the get-go here. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jeff from Tampa. This was our Thursday Pick'em Show. It's Speedy's and my favorite show during the NFL season. And I we, can't believe you actually picked Andy Dalton. I know, I did. I picked Andy Dalton and the Bengals. It is shocking because I, I never do that. 
But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. We will be back on Monday at 4 p.m. with a lot of stuff I'm sure to talk about over the weekend. So make sure you tune in then. That's it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.